0: This is Dream Big with Dina Budano. I'm creating this podcast to give us a space to bring all your ideas to the table. Let's go. Hey everybody, this is another episode of Dream Big with Dina Budano. I am super pumped right now because I'm actually live in person doing this podcast so woohoo I want to like do a little celebration dance right now but I'm actually with um I'm excited about my guest because I met him at the beginning of 2022 he has helped me on my health journey so I want to give you a high five five. there we go (laughs) Um, And this is my chiropractor, Stephen Byers. So why don't you go ahead and just uh, introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Okay, thank you. Yeah, it's great to be with you here, Dina. Um, I was excited about the opportunity to be here on your podcast. Uh, My name is Stephen Byers. I'm a chiropractor. Um, I've been practicing about 10 years now in, um, in Spokane for nine of them. Um, I'm, I'm the owner of the Movement Clinic, so we have um, a location in downtown Spokane, um, in, in the Kendall Yards neighborhood. Um, I we, we opened three years ago, so just a year before. In fact, I remember um, we did our one-year birthday party, and the next week the governors were going on TV and, and shutting down everything. And yeah. anyway, so. We, we made it through COVID. We feel, we feel good about that. Before I worked here, I worked with a group of anesthesiologists, actually, in their rehab department. I was a director of rehabilitation for five years um, at Spine Team Spokane, they were called. So, yeah, that's a little bit. I got four kids, four boys.
0: Four boys. Which yeah,
1: it's, it's, That's, that's another, another level. Yeah. There's four kids, <laughs> and then there's four boys. Yeah. That's and, next level, yeah. parenting. And, and so And so we all get to spoil my wife, Lauren because she's got no girls, so.
0: Yeah, well, she's going to be very well taken care of.
1: In her old years, that's yes. what I always tell her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she has you to help her keep moving. That's right. <laughs>
1: I do get hit up for that every night, no, you know. <laughs> you know, there's this thing It's kind of bugging me. And, <laughs> which one did it? <laughs> so.
0: Well, those boys, too, can mm-hmm. be pretty rambunctious, and especially if they're into sports like ours were, I'm sure that. Yeah, we you got, have to take care of them too yeah
1: we've done some rugby and some hockey and lots of soccer and so yeah baseball I think you should get
0: bit. lacrosse lacrosse
1: yeah <laughs> actually my oldest is pretty interested in lacrosse so that you know we might we might do lacrosse
0: yeah that i loved lacrosse well um tell us a little bit more you've kind of gave us a little um history on opening the clinic but tell us a little bit more about your business because movement clinic to me when i first heard that i was like yeah that's exactly what i want to do i want to be able to move again because my feet were having so many issues so tell us a little bit more about you know your chiropractic care because it's a lot about movement
1: that's right (laughs) i i think for me so the name of the clinic came about this way um Early on, I noticed that um, a lot of people would live with pain for a long time and they wouldn't really go seek any kind of care, not just my care, until they all of a sudden couldn't do something. And so it started started to become apparent to me that they didn't care so much about how they felt, but they, they cared more about what they couldn't or could or could not do. And so I, I started to realize that you know the people the reason people go to a a chiropractor, a physical therapist, a, a medical doctor is often because all of a sudden they can't lift their grandchild or they can't golf anymore or they're not ma- they're calling in sick to work or they can't go on the family hike and so I, I the, the name kind of pays homage to that observation which which is that you know people want to be able to move and and so our care I always tell the team like Our care has to be able to help people be able to do the things they want to do. Otherwise, they're not going to feel great about what it is we're doing for them. And so, um, yeah, that's a little bit of the history of the name of the clinic. We chose it because of what we found, which was that people really valued being able to move and do things more than they even valued how they felt. So.
0: Yeah, well, that was my case. Because <laughs> I know I saw my doctor back in May of 2021, and she gave me a referral for you, and I didn't see you till January. <laughs> oh, <is> that right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I'm a classic. That was a weird year. It was yeah, a weird year that well, year, right? <laughs> yeah, but I just got tired of not being able to do what I wanted to do. So I'm yeah. really glad that I made that appointment.
1: I'm glad we met. <laughs>
0: Well, tell us more about your how your background has helped you to serve in your current field.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, when I think about um, so what is it? So I I was a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for two years, and I actually felt like that experience was was really important for me. Um, so I. I, I while I was down there, I got, I, I you know, we were ch- help, We'd help people build homes. We'd teach them about Jesus. We we did all these different service projects. But I realized that I really found a lot of joy in helping people, and I think I got used to talking to people, which I think is important in healthcare. You, if you can't form connections with people, it's it's really hard to work in healthcare because it's sort of like next next person, next person. You have to be able to listen to their story understand, understand their problems. And I feel like being a missionary taught me to listen more than Mm -hmm. I, um, maybe would have otherwise been able to do had I not had that experience. Um, the, when I came home, I actually had really bad case of adult acne. Mm -hmm. And I, I actually think that was pretty important to the, it's, it gave me a different perspective because up until that point, I always felt like, because you'd read about metabolic syndrome, like high blood pressure and obesity and all these things. And in, 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 in my adolescent mind, it was like, Oh, if people would just eat cleaner and they'd exercise more. There would be like no health health problems that we wouldn't even need doctors and, and all these things. And so here I find myself after, after my mission, I'm in college and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm eating what I think is a clean diet. I'm, I'm like, Um, omelets and you know I don't have any candy bars there's no Snickers in the diet etc and I still have this really bad acne but in my head it's like well this is gonna resolve if I just if I just do so I'm gonna get my good night's sleep I'm gonna eat my diet I'm gonna exercise and everything's gonna get better on its own because the body can heal itself which I I do believe but I'm going through this process and it's just it's not working right I'm still broken out I'm feeling terrible about myself and eventually, I wander. So I went to the doctors, and they gave me Accutane, and it did help. But I still, I always felt like I had a rash going on underneath my skin. And um, eventually, my mom suggested I go to a naturopath, and um, and she found out I had an egg allergy. So mm. I've been, I've been eating omelets, mm. right? And so anyway, <laughs> I was like, oh well. I eat a lot of eggs. So that would, that would do it. So sure enough, I cut eggs out and everything got better. But I, I, so I learned from that experience that people like, it's not always so simple. Like you just, you just get a good night's sleep and you, you know, quote unquote, eat clean and you exercise. And then like, you need people in your life that sometimes can help that know a little bit more about, what might be going wrong and, and can help direct you. And and I also developed um, kind of empathy for those that struggle. For the first time, I always felt like, you know, these people that are having trouble, it's just because they're not taking care of themselves. And then I, re- I realized that, that experience kind of taught me like, well, that's not always true. Like there's people that are doing everything they can and they just don't know how to do anymore. So I felt like that was a really um, important experience I had that because I I feel like so much of healthcare is listening and like trying to have empathy for for those that struggle and then the other thing that I the other experience I had is um, I was at I decided to be a chiropractor when I was really young and um, I was studying at BYU and at the time I worked for a chiropractor and this chiropractor was really unique um, in that he uh, he did a lot of like exercise, a lot of rehabilitation with his patients. But the Mm -hmm. other thing that was really unique is he had these, these really elaborate, um, like muscle testing machines where he'd, he'd like rate and we call it foot pounds of torque. So he'd see how much torque each of your muscles could, could generate. And he, anyway, he was, he was really into measuring his outcome. And I, I sort of, learned a lot from him that i think helped me be more successful later on and i and i think that's i don't use the same machines to use and i don't use the same techniques but he taught me kind of this idea of um, testing something um, doing something to fix it and then retesting mm. to see if it worked and i think so much of healthcare it's like we we go to a, a clinician and we say hey here, here's the problem i have and then they dispense some sort of a solution to you and there's really not always very much follow-up or ways to grade whether it worked, other than, well, how do you feel? Like, do you feel like I did, you know, my job for you or not, as a patient? And you know, sometimes people say, yeah, I feel great. Thanks so much. Um, but I learned as a clinician that it was important to test something, do something, and then see if it worked before the patients told you anything about mm. how they feel. And so um, that's really. I feel like those experiences like learning to listen, um, learning to have empathy and then learning to test and retest is kind of been the bedrock or foundation. And and those are the experiences in my life. I can really point to where I really said like, this is important. And I probably can appreciate it more now looking back than I could when I was going through the experience. But when I look at even people I hire, those are the trends I know like they're str- they're not listening they're not they're not able to empathize they don't understand that these these people have tried it's hard to do your exercise all the time whatever you know whatever the <laughs> whatever the thing is and um and then just this idea of retesting you know like to see if you've achieved the outcome you you initially sought after so that I don't makes know. sense yeah. when
0: I'm in here seeing you for care because yeah. you're like okay I want to see how far you can stretch now right, I want right. to see this so yeah i see your i see your methodology it's in there
1: yeah you'll see it in my work all over
0: (laughs) well i can't believe i forgot to ask this question because it's one of my favorite so i'm gonna go back and i want to know because it's really important i think for when we are in a dream space to talk about what did you dream about as a child and it doesn't even have to correlate with what you're doing today yeah but I love this because it does give people some insight into the person as well.
1: I, I, yeah, I don't, uh, I always wanted to be a dad. And <laughs> like, I always wanted to be married. So it, for me, it was, you know, a lot of people in my generation, you know, they didn't want, they weren't sure about marriage. They weren't sure about kids. For me, that was never really, like I knew I, 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 that was something I wanted. <laughs> um, I actually knew I wanted to be a chiropractor pretty early on. I, I really struggled in school. Um, I was very smart, but I didn't, I didn't always see the point of school and I, I, I don't know, maybe I was bored, distracted. I I think I just didn't see the point. It, you know, it just felt like, here's your worksheet, fill in the blank, you know, there'd be one girl at the table filling in the answers and we all at the end peer over <laughs> her shoulder and be like, okay. And we turn it in, right? And it just felt like this is school and, um, it wasn't. So I, I wasn't doing well as a consequence of some some of the ways I viewed school, and I, I would do well enough to to participate in sports, and and I didn't really feel much need to go beyond that. Um, and then one day um, I was on the wrestling team, and I got uh, so I, I would have been about 14 years old, and I was in a wrestling match, and I got thrown. So you know, he he threw me, and I landed such that my shoulder and neck kind of like we call it a lateral traction injury they kind of like separate like they kind of they kind of got smushed right at the at the collarbone so to speak and the next day i when i woke up i couldn't feel my right arm right so and so i i go to wrestling practice and i can't feel it's like it's feeling funny and i do this for a couple days and i finally come home and i and i say you know mom i can't feel my right arm it's it's messed up and and then she says well we got to go to a chiropractor and i said i I, like i didn't even know what a chiropractor was So i was like okay and so i was like well we got to do that yeah because i can't feel my arm and so she sets up an appointment and like we go to the chiropractor and i'm telling him i i keep pointing to my wrist and my elbow and my shoulder i'm like yeah i can't feel this and and then he says well we got to work on your neck and i'm like well that I didn't, I, I, was, I was like, maybe he didn't listen. Right. Like, so I say it over again. I'm like, well, it's hurt. Like, I can't feel my wrist and my elbow, and my shoulder. He's like, yeah, we work on your neck. So I lay down and everything that people are afraid of with chiropractors, he, right? he does this, and he, my whole neck cracks. And in an instant, like all the feeling comes rushing back into my hand. And I was just so blown away that, and how the body was connected that way. And I was like, what did you do? And, and he, he was like, yeah, you, you know, he was explaining to me about you know, how, how things were connected and why that, why my injuries at my neck could affect my arm. And, and I was like, well, this is just amazing. And for the first time I was like, you know, I, I could do this. Like, this is, this is interesting. This seems like, yeah, this seems like something I'd want to do. And I'm at that age where everybody's starting to ask you like, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I'm like, I don't know, go in the military. I don't really like school, you know, so I'm just kind of, I don't know what I want to do. My, all every, all my uncles that we're successful we're in corporate sales so I kind of felt like maybe I'll be a salesman I don't know maybe I'll go in the military um but so then I, I remember I asked the chiropractor I said well what you know hey this was cool and, and in my head I'm like these guys don't seem like they need that much training so what is this like a couple years after high school and he says oh no it's he says it's like eight years and I said <laughs> In my head, I'm like, I'm like, Never mind. I'm not doing chiropractor. That's too long. But I, I mean, over the, over the weeks that followed, I, I just was like, I'm just not really that interested or excited about anything else. Like, I think I just want to be a chiropractor. And we, my dad lost his job around September 11th. Mm. He was in, he was in tech and, um, he was selling mainframe computers when they still had those and it wasn't on mm. the cloud. And, um, he lost his job. And I remember we came on vacation here cause he was thinking about starting a business and with a friend. And I remember we were drove in, we drove in right to downtown Spokane here. And I, and I told my mom and dad, I said, I think I want to be a chiropractor in Spokane someday.
0: Oh, so, cool. So I'm,
1: I'm living the dream right I now. That. Yeah. So we're right here at home. Luckily my wife loves it here too. But um, yeah, so, I mean, those are, and when I got closer, it felt like once I decided I want to be a chiropractor, everybody was like, oh, you know, they, they, you know, are you sure you want to do that? You just want to crack, bon-, you know, like it kind of <laughs> felt like there was a lot of jokes about what I had chosen. And I remember right before I was applying to chiropractic school, I was engaged and I thought momentarily about going to medical school instead because I had pretty good grades and at that point. And um, I remember when I was on a walk with my now wife, then fiance, and she was like, "I just think you should do what you've always been excited about doing." And I'm really glad I listened to her because I mean, yeah. I just feel like it's kind of that fairy tale story, like a lot of people don't get to have where they kind of knew early on and what they want to do, and then they they got to do it, right? Yeah. So yeah. I feel I feel like I'm here in Spokane, living the dream, and I I feel like even in my childhood this is what i wanted so
0: i like how you spoke that out and 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 you knew like you yeah. knew that's what you wanted so wanted. and here you are
1: yeah, here i am
0: so i'm so glad i asked you in this order because i i'm really excited for this next question because you now have your own practice your own business and it's beautiful it's in kindle yards the view is just gorgeous it's in such a nice area it's really easy and pleasant to get here as a um you know as a client and my fresh basket is just down the street you can go for a walk after you get your chiropractic (laughs) work done (laughs) (laughs) um so walk us through that your opening day did you have some fear did you have some doubt i really think this question is so important for people to hear because it affects the people all differently and I just love hearing the answer to these questions
1: so I did have a fear I mean the way it happened for me is I was actually pretty happy where I was at and um and then you know one day I just I sort of realized that if I ever wanted to you know, kind of, I felt like there was a side of me that was somewhat creative and Mm -hmm. I felt like if I ever wanted to kind of realize what I felt was only potential, like I needed to overcome some fears and take this step out and, and make it happen. And so, um, I did get, I mean, I, so I, I, it took me about two years from the, from the moment I decided like, okay, I want to start my own practice. And at first my first fear was that my wife would not be excited about it so and i felt like that was important <laughs> right so <Yeah. laughs> so i remember i went home and i said hey lauren like here's the deal like we uh, i feel like we should start our own practice and i enumerated the reasons why and i i could tell she wasn't overly convinced but i said i just i really want to th- i want us to think about this and i and i want us to be on the same page like i'm not going to do it unless we're on the or on the same page about it and so over a period of time she, we did it and we kind of we kind of worked out this plan like uh, she's probably I'm somewhat risk averse and and she's probably more so and so I, I said there's a way we we can make this change you know and and leave this life of comfort where there's a, a paycheck comes into the you know checking account every month and we've built our life around it and you know we can make it work to this you know, place of uncertainty. I said, it, what, what I think we should do is just like let's make a list of all the things that we'll need to have in place yeah. um, to start a business, and let's just start checking off as many of those things as we can. So we um, we saved six months' worth of, of of expenditures in a bank account, so I was like okay, we'll have a little runway this way, and um, you know, in our in our business, like. It can be it can be cumbersome and challenging to get into insurance network so i started working on like creating a i created a business on paper and started credentialing it with the different insurance networks and and then i went around to the doctors that would regularly refer to me and i said hey i'm thinking about doing this like would you will you support me if i mm-hmm. execute this way so i feel like i tried to get as much of that fear out of the way but it, you i think every entrepreneur gets to a point where you, or at least I realized this from the experience. Like, I was really trying to make it so it was a non-step. Yeah. Like, it was just like it was all done, and I just walk in, and it's all going to be working. Smooth. It's smooth. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say, relative, it, it was very smooth. But I remember I got to this point where, like, I had to sign the lease, right? And there was a, still a lot of things that I just couldn't answer. But it was clear to me that if I didn't sign the lease and get my address, that I couldn't. I couldn't move my plan any anymore forward. And it was like, it was a you know, five-year commitment. And I'm like, oh geez, like like it just felt heavy to sign the lease. And so I remember I I signed the lease and I turned it in and then I'm just like, I'm sick to my stomach. <laughs> and I, I got to kind of a bad place. I mean, I, I, I had such high blood pressure. I was getting like bloody noses and, and like my low moment of this period is I'm, I was working with a patient at, at the clinic I worked at And I got one of these bloody noses and I was working over the patient and it just ran all over. It was so embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. (laughs) And I just realized I was like, oh my gosh, I'm under so much stress and I'm so worried and I'm so afraid, but I just, I don't know. So that was kind of where it got to for me. And I think, um, what was really great about it is once I was, once I signed the lease, that was my moment. When I signed that lease, it added a lot of heaviness and then when I remember when I told my boss that felt heavy too like at at some point I got comfortable with this idea like well worst case scenario I keep working here I just pay this lease don't use the space right (laughs) but then when I had to go tell my boss and sever that tie that was another day where I was like okay like you know there's no there's no turning back anymore like you're it's I learned this story, I don't know if it's true or not, but when we were in history class, my history teacher told us that Napoleon, in order to incentivize his troops when he go, like, to some place, the first thing he'd do is he'd order the ships to be burned. Mm. And the guys would be like, well, how are we going to get home? And he's like, we're going to get home in the enemy's ship." So they had, like, no no, no,
0: no choice. No choice. <laughs> <laughs> they,
1: had, they had to win.
0: It was either die or fight the, to, to, to get that ship. Yeah,
1: <laughs> they had to fight through the enemy to get their ships. So... I felt that way in those two moments. I, I thought of that story. I was like, that's how I feel right now. I just feel like this is so heavy and hard, but I had a lot of blessings that, you know, and I think, um, I, I feel like I couldn't, I got a lot of support, not from where I worked. I mean, they were actually very, they were very supportive of me starting the clinic. Oh, that's so good. Much to my surprise. And, um, I had a lot of support from the doctors that would refer to me. I had a lot of support from patients. Yeah. Um, and actually some of the staff that works here today, they every, were allowed to come over with me. So there was a lot of things that just worked together, but I think you can't always see that when you're about to take the step. Uh, you, you can only, like, like I said before, a lot of times you can only see these things looking backwards. You can't see yeah. it looking forward. Looking so far. yeah, anyway, that's, that's a little bit about some yeah, of my fear Yeah, no, I,
0: I love that. Well, tell us, um, what's your key motivation for doing this today? I mean, I can kind of tell from, you know, being one of your patients and, and what you've said, but is there more to add to that key motivation?
1: Like what gets me up in the morning? I mean, I do, I do like watching people change Mm -hmm. and, um, I do like helping people. Um, there's this book about love languages Mm -hmm. and I think I think what I enjoy the most is when somebody tells me like, you know, Hey, that really helped me or mm-hmm. that, that made my life different. I think that really helps me get up in the morning and say like, I want to go do this again. Or it helps you do it when I, cause I think even I feel pretty passionate about what I do,
0: mm-hmm. especially
1: compared to against others that do jobs, but I, there's still days where you're kind of like, it's a job. Yeah. Right. And I think what gets me through those days or those periods when you know, it seems like just recently when the, the, the pandemic was going on and it was just like I had this thought like, am, are we going to lose our business uh, over yeah. this thing? Right. And yeah. and um, I didn't really know. But when you're going through those hard times, I think what what does it for me is it's like when those when people come back and say, my goodness, like I didn't realize that I could do this again. I'm so glad that I can do it now. Like, I really appreciate your help. I think that's, I think helping people and hearing that I've helped people is what really motivates me to, you know, to come back the next day or come back when it's hard or challenging.
0: Yes. Well, you've definitely Mm -hmm. helped me and I'm excited for you to help my husband too. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Good to get to know him.
0: (laughs) How has your, your business impacted your life?
1: I, I just think that there was, I mean, financially, it's changed our life, right? Like, it was, um, I think, I think you don't start businesses for money, though. I think, I think for me, it gave me a lot more freedom than I had before, Mm -hmm. and I actually now, I used to not, I wouldn't have said this years before, but I actually feel like it's the safer thing to own your own business now Mm -hmm. than I once did. Mm Mm-hmm. And I and I say that partly I mentioned my dad lost his job, right? My dad had no control. Like Mm -hmm. somebody above Mm -hmm. him came in and said, "Hey, this is your last day, or you get you know six months, seven, whatever it was. You get six months, seven package, and we really appreciate you. You've been a great employee. There's the door, you know." And and so sometimes I always I had this thought that like you know being employed um, was this was the safer thing because somebody's solving all the problems for you and. And maybe it is in some cases, but I, I do feel like there is a, a, a feeling of safety I enjoy now that I didn't enjoy before. Because when I have a problem, it's like, as long as you have the creativity to solve it, you can you can solve the problem and, and, and the business can move, move forward. Um, and, and so I think it's given me a lot of freedom. I mentioned creativity. I, I feel like, you know, business is you need the discipline right of the sciences but you need the creativity of the arts like as you're going through the process you can never it's impossible to know right like everything you're going to need to know to be Mm -hmm. successful right and so you get to these moments where you have to like understand like science to a point where you can take information and, and know what information you need to be looking at and collecting to help inform your decision but you also need the creativity to say okay well this is how we can solve this unique problem I've never faced before. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like there's been, uh, my business has changed that way in that it's given me the opportunity to be more creative and the freedom to, you know, like I, in my business, I'm a service business. So it's not like I just say, Oh, I'm going to go work in Hawaii today, but there has been a level of freedom that I now enjoy as an entrepreneur that I didn't enjoy before. And I think that's truly why you you start a business, you, you're, you're looking for freedom, right? You're looking to be able to control your own destiny and solve your own problems and, and not have to rely on somebody else to do it for you. And, and I think there's some people that are wired for that and there's others that aren't. And I think the sooner you figure out which one you are, you know, the happier you'll be because some people you put them in, 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 in an entrepreneur role and they're not very happy it's not their thing right it's not their thing yeah and others you put you know in an employee role and um and they're
0: not happy and
1: and they're not happy it's not their thing (laughs) and i actually didn't know that about myself i never really thought uh, when i i I never was like oh i just need to be an entrepreneur but looking back what i recognize about myself now that i didn't know before was it all the t- every time I was employed, I'd always be sitting there thinking like oh we should we should do it this way, or like, yeah, I would work better this way. I don't know why they don't do this, but i was i was I'm the type of personality I was employable I, I didn't need to like I didn't ever like speak out or yeah create big havoc about why we should be doing everything wildly different. like I was able to kind of exist in that environment, but I just find myself much happier being able to say, Oh, you know what? Like we need to do this. And now we just get to do it instead of yeah. just kind of watch how it happens. So yeah, anyway.
0: Yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, this is just kind of a fun question okay. that I like to ask just cause getting to know you a little bit more. What's your favorite sport?
1: Uh, probably wrestling. I mean, I don't wrestle anymore but I, yeah. I i love i love wrestling people all the moms probably out there cringing but i i love wrestling partly for what it, um there's something about like that experience of having there's this whole room of people right and it's just you and another guy all the lights are dark except for the one over the top of you and you're you're basically half naked out there right and this other guy's trying to kill you <laughs> and there's just something about that pressure and that intensity that has really benefited me so th- i mean that's why i love wrestling and i i like team sports i think you for the most part as an entrepreneur you need to know how to cooperate and build and build a team a lot mm-hmm. of times it's it's not just cooperating with others, but it's you need to know how to put people on your team that are going to help you win. Yeah, um, build a community, yeah. right? And but I think um, wrestling, like kind of those individual sports, they teach you um, how to. Sometimes you have to do it right, like and there's nobody else that can come help mm-hmm. you. Like you have to, you have to solve this problem right now. The problem right in front of you. So I love that about wrestling. I probably enjoy watching football more because um, I wish I was better at it. But, you know, <laughs> as, as far as what's my favorite sport, is probably wrestling. Just, it, just because of what I feel like I got from wrestling.
0: Yeah, cool. Awesome. Well, this is something that has been a part of my season two in 2022. But I just really like, I love our Spokane community. I really just want to make it a better place. And I honestly feel like, giving back and serving our community is the place where we can do that. So, is there a local nonprofit group that you've helped to serve or you would like to kind of lift up?
1: Sure. Um, well, I'm an Eagle Scout. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And so I still I still have helped you know, over the years. I've still helped as a scoutmaster and, you know, kind of young men's camps. I'm also like a youth leader at church for the okay. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and then I do a lot with or I try and help out with kind of early education. Um, So there's a school, uh, kind of a nonprofit school called Pine Grove Academy. I help out with some. um, But, yeah, I mean, that's how I do coach soccer. That's Mm -hmm. not a nonprofit, but I feel like the week gets busy just with those things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think sports in our community, especially here in Spokane, I mean, my kids grew up, like, and even my brother's playing sports. That's what I love. That's one of the reasons why we loved Spokane so much is because there is just that family, that sports, that like fun environment that just makes it a better place too. So I really think that, um, through those team sports, it lifts, it lifts our community as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I think it teaches kids, children lessons that not that they can't learn other ways, but they're sometimes harder to learn other ways. You yeah. Know? And I think there's a lot of education that happens in yeah. youth sports as well.
0: Yeah. I remember my fourth grade, I was on the softball team, and I just, I still remember standing out in the field trying to catch a fly ball and not being able to catch one. But I loved being on that team. And even though we were the. <laughs> we, we lost the losing bracket, <laughs> but we were so proud. Of well, you're happy so, to be there.
1: So,
0: but I loved my that whole experience. I loved being on the team. I don't know, yeah. but sports. The rest of my family got the athletic side. I didn't. Yeah. Um. Well, my last question, and I've enjoyed our conversation. It's oh, been I've, awesome. I good. love it. So this is just you know, spontaneous. It don't okay. give you time to prepare for it, it, but it is the dream big podcast. That's right. So I want to know what's next. What's next for you, your family, what's your life going to look like for the next five to 10 years? Like it can be big. It can be small. Yeah. It's just, what are you focusing on next?
1: I, um, yeah, that's a good question. I, I've, I've been trying to do it like professionally, you know, we just add another chiropractor. So I think part of when we started this, um, when we started the clinic, it was Tif- Tiffany, who you know, and I, mm-hmm. and, you know, she was kind of our off- front office person. And I was the only chiropractor, just the two of us here. And we, I remember we sat down one day early on and it was like, we're like, how are we strong? How are we weak? And, and the o- most obvious weakness we had was that if either of us went down. we were just, we were toast. Right. And so he said, we have to figure out ways to scale and and to create a team that shares the same values we have and has the same mission we have that can, you know, and we have to be able to reproduce, like re put the learn, like reproduce the learning that we've, you know, kind of cultivated over the years working together. I have to be able to produce other providers that can do the same. And, and you have to help produce other front office people, you know, to support our goals just the same. And so, I feel like that's really, we're still doing, I mean, so we've added another part-time chiropractor and we have three massage therapists and we have other front office you know, support staff. But I feel like we're still in that process where we're trying to you know, go from another part-time chiropractor to a full-time chiropractor. And, I, and I, so I feel like professionally, we're trying to build a team. And sometimes mm-hmm. we, we think about another location and then we realize, <laughs> I don't know. So maybe, maybe, you never know. Maybe, maybe in the next five years, there'll be another, you know, another location of the movement clinic. But we see, when we look into the future, what we see um, keeping us from achieving that goal would be just not having the people mm-hmm. to support, right? Mm-hmm. And we see the challenge of like, you can't just have chiropractors anymore. Now you have to have leaders at both locations, people that understand it so well that they can be cr- creatively solve the problem on their own without right. having to be had their hand held. So I think that would be a big barrier for us, but we're, I mean, professionally, we're just trying to scale and, um, reproduce or, you know, cultivate the things that we've learned in others and help them develop as, as, uh, providers. And as a, you know, like I also, my oldest is 11 turning 12 this year. And my wife and I have had these conversations that we have like six summers left with Cole right before he leaves the house. And um, I just as a father, I feel like, you know, what what do we want? To, like, what kind of memories do we want to create? So, I mean, that's the other thing that simultaneously is I'm trying to I I'm really excited about what I do for work. But the other part of me is is um, trying to figure out how to how to strike that balance you know, between providing for my family and also making sure I have time with them. And I don't just, I'm not just missing out on the whole thing because I was, you know, off working. And so we've got six summers left and we're going to have to try and plan. So we'd like to, my wife grew up in Germany, so we want to go to Europe. And um, we, I lived in Connecticut as a child for a little bit. So we want to go back East and and explore some of that. But I, I think there's another part of me that in the next five years wants to, increase the amount of time I spend, uh, with my children, but also, um, make sure that I'm creating good, meaningful memories. It's one of the reasons I coach soccer, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it allows me, uh, to be with them. Um, and I think, you know, that for me, it's important, right? Like it's important that I don't miss that. I don't miss that window. Yeah. Right. With them. So, well, I, that's, thank, how, that's how I think about the five you, years.
0: you have that freedom. You're creating that freedom in right. your life to do that. That's, and what, the, that's fi- what I think, And the yeah. financial means to do it. Right. So you guys will do it.
1: I think we'll do it, yeah. will do it. I do it. And
0: I'll hold that vision whenever I'm in here or see you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Guys on that European vacation. <laughs> no, we're
1: on the European <laughs> vacation Sunday. But we have to have people that can be working yes. here while I'm gone. So yes. That's, so You'll you see have, it all kind of coming together. You,
0: yep, I see it for you. <laughs> Well, thank you so much again. Yes. This was so awesome. And it's just so great to be in person, seeing the reduced pain, maximize performance on the wall. Oh, mission just the, statement right there. Yeah. Just like being in the actual physical place. So this is great. Thank you again for um, your time today, taking out time, and just for the conversation.
1: Yes, and thank you for taking interest.
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah, the thanks client. for asking about what I do in my podcast. That's, That's right. great too. Well, is there anything else you want to say to everybody out there listening before we close?
1: Yeah, uh, just have a great day. Yeah. You know, make it a great day. And if you're thinking if you're thinking about starting your own business, maybe, you know, ask yourself the question, do you feel like um, you know, do you feel like you could solve your own problems? Do you feel like you could handle the risk and you know, if you need that little nudge, I mean, you, somebody told me this when I was getting ready to start. They said, and I was telling them I was a little nervous and they said, well, you can always go back and work for somebody else if it doesn't work so out. So true. And I, yep. and so sometimes I hold on to that, you know, like, and then maybe you can too. Maybe you take the, take a try at it and you know, if it doesn't work out, you know, always go back and work for somebody else.
0: Yep. That's, a, that's always <laughs> a statement. That's right. Well, thank you for everybody out there listening. Thank you for being a part of this community. I just really appreciate you and just really want to close with dream big and pray bigger because our world really does need you. It does. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Dan.